welcome back. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Bernard Official. If you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, it's Bernard Drumming. So for today's episode, we are going to talk about puberty. Yay! So basically, I started puberty when I was probably like maybe nine years old. And that's when I started growing boobs and, you know, pubic hair. It wasn't like all at once. It was the pubic hair, then the boobs started coming in. But, you know, not like right away. Just, I don't know. You know what I mean? You start to grow and, you know, that terrible problems of puberty. But I will say, luckily for me, I never got acne, blackheads, you know, like anything like that. Like, so as of right now, I've been really, really, really lucky. Now, sometimes I would get things that looked like acne, but in reality, I guess it was like more scabs on my forehead. Or, like, maybe something, like, maybe, a, like, a cyst or something. I really don't know. I've never had that checked out because after maybe a few days or maybe, like, a week or so, it would go away, quotations, meaning there would be, like, a scar because I would pick at it. So, I guess I don't know really how to explain it, but just imagine if you've ever gotten, like, bug bites. Now, this wasn't a bug bite, but that's, like, how I'm trying to explain it to you guys is quotations it's a bug bite on my forehead and I would pick at it and it would bleed um so then I would keep doing that until it like scarred in my face so I guess maybe you would consider that maybe acne but even though it wasn't really acne because I don't know exactly how it just like popped up on my face it just randomly did because I know for me whenever i had those things they weren't like pus they weren't red they didn't hurt like that it was just like a few times there was like a bump and i would like sometimes i would squeeze it so i would think like maybe it's like a cyst and then after i would squeeze it it would like go away sometimes or it would just like get scabbed and so i would just pick at it because it was probably like a cyst i don't really exactly know so i could be completely wrong in this department so now back to the whole, when I was like nine years old, I've experienced, you know, the beginnings of puberty and flash forward to when I was 10. That's when I had my period. It was in April. I still remember it. And it was not good. Luckily for me, those two periods that I had wasn't super bad. They were just sort of typical quote-unquote normal periods meaning like I had some cramping but it wasn't like I'm laying on the floor type of thing so I'm just very lucky that I've never experienced that and I wouldn't cry my eyes out like I said laying on the floor laying in my bed or like anything that's quote-unquote dramatic even though having periods is not dramatic and I feel so sorry for those people that have to do with that and they want to like throw up and it's so bad that they really need medical attention but obviously people suck and they think oh you're being dramatic or it's just normal when in reality no one deserves to have that pain and 
feel like you have to take off time from school, from work, or from like anything when you clearly need to live, and it's not your fault. It just naturally happens, and it's like there's no way for you to quote unquote get rid of it unless you want to be on birth control. But like sometimes people don't want to go through the whole like struggle of like figuring out what birth control is right for them and if it's going to hurt themselves meaning like mentally and emotionally or if the side effects are too rough on them or if it's just not really good with their body chemistry i just got on a rant about this it's just so annoying to me when people diminish women's period pains or like any pain in general just because they are a woman and they're supposedly too emotional because it's hormones when in reality who cares if they're quote-unquote too emotional we know that if we overreact over something stupid we know that we know our own bodies we know if something is wrong with us we know it's if something's not good and we know so it's so frustrating when doctors or like anyone in general doesn't believe us just because we are too emotional we have hormones we have periods we are pregnant or anything related to hormone imbalance and I just get so frustrated at people like that and I wish we could change it and even though we are in 2023 and it's somewhat better we still got a ginormous long road ahead of us so fast forwarding to my 2014 surgery oh I totally forgot to mention I was 10 in 2014 so it was my birthday in july of that year so in august it was my fifth cycle of having a period and i did not like it because i was in surgery so i think it was probably the night before my surgery or the day of my surgery is when i got my period and that's not good because i had to pee in a cup and that's really annoying because you can't get blood in your pee sample sadly i stopped growing i think i just stopped growing like maybe that year or like the next year or even in 2016 i don't know exactly when i officially stopped growing but i'm at 411 and a half and the half is very important because i'm so short to say i'm super lucky that i did not have a horrible experience and going through puberty but i will say just because i didn't have a terrible time does not mean it was fine for me i still didn't really like it honestly i guess because it didn't really affect me that much when i finally turned 13 or 12 because i already had been going through puberty like pretty freaking young so i guess maybe that's why i didn't really have that much really any problems and again, I'm so lucky that I never got acne or like anything involving hormonal stuff, especially if I was on my period, I never got anything like those. Or when I was stressed out, I never got anything breakouts or like anything. So I'm very lucky in that department. But still, it was not a fun time for me. I was so depressed because of the whole like sickness and me being in my house. And I was, and, and being alone, that added so much. So for me, 
puberty was not a problem. It was more mentally. I was just so broken and and so much trauma and depressed. So I guess that's kind of what took over instead of your typical oh my gosh teenage era where like everyone's like so moody and they're like emo or like whatever like that. For me, I was. Email, I guess, if you count being depressed, but I wasn't acting like I'm email. I was like really depressed, but I hope that kind of makes sense. But for me, I had a very different experience compared to others, and I guess I'm sort of thankful that I never had to go through that. Or like, I guess my mom should be more thankful that I never had the moody teenage feelings. And even when I was going through that when I was younger, I never really had that. For me, it was just more like I was a nightmare, and I threw tantrum tantrums. So I guess maybe I shouldn't say that that I did have a teenage era, but that was just because I was in a lot of trauma and because of my autism. So I guess. Maybe、I、will say when I did get my first period, it was kind of a shock for me because for one, like I knew about periods, but like I was just learning. I think maybe I started learning about it for like a few months or so, so it wasn't really that like long for me to really understand and grasp. Getting a period and what it means, like I understood it, but like I still fully didn't get it inside my head until it happened one morning when I think my mom, my second oldest sister, and my third oldest sister, because I only have three, like were out of the house and it's just me, my older brother, and my oldest sister who was babysitting us, and. I just had to go to the bathroom, and I ended up going to the bathroom because one, my stomach was hurting, but also I had to poop. So I got, I guess, what people now call it is period poops,、um, which is so funny. I don't know why poop is very funny. Sorry, I just got super graphic there. But I went to the bathroom, and then I saw blood, so I was kind of like freaking out, not thinking I was dying anything like that. It was just like I was not. Expecting that, like, for some reason, I was just like expecting it to happen when I was like twelve or like a teenager or older. I just didn't realize it was gonna happen to me right then and there. My mom clearly didn't realize it was gonna happen either because when I called her, I said, "Mom, I'm bleeding," and she was probably thinking like, "Oh no, she's injured, not thinking it's like period blood." So she was saying, "Where?" and I said, "Down there, I think," or I said, "Like in my butt," or like. Or vagina, or like something. I said that basically, and she was like, "Okay, so you have your period, basically." So she then talked to my sister, and who was babysitting us, and my sister just taught me how to use like a pad, you know. And then I just was in pain because crap sucked. So after my surgery, that's when my period started getting really. Bad, quote unquote, meaning they were super, super, duper irregular. Like I could not track them like at all. Like I used this period tracker called Clue. It was like such a cute app, but it was very like popular to use. I felt like it 
I don't really know, but I felt like it was one of the first apps that I've known that was to help you track your period. And I thought like, okay, I'll use this because I've seen a lot of people do sponsorships because I watched a ton of YouTube back then, go do right now. So I decided to download it and it was nice, but for me, it didn't really work because me filling out the information didn't really help the app track my period because when it would do that, it wasn't like, oh, you'll get it like in a couple of days and it wouldn't come. And for example, one time it was saying, I'll get it like that week. Or one time it said I was supposed to get my period the next week. And when in reality, it didn't mean come because it came way beforehand or it came way later than it told me. So clearly the app didn't work for me, but that doesn't mean the app was like terrible thing it just wasn't able to help me when i needed it so because of that i not right then and there but like years later i think probably like 2017 no 2018 or like 19 i think or you know what i honestly don't really remember but i know for a fact that there was like probably like two and a half maybe two years straight of me just wearing pads all the dang time like just like every single day i would wear them because i couldn't track my periods and at that point when i was wearing my pads every single day of my life my periods would come but i would bleak like a tiny tiny little bit because i would go to the bathroom and i would wipe and i'll see blood so i'd be like okay that's when my period is happening it's because of this not because like i'm i see my underwear and the pad is full of blood and the next day it would probably be like blood but then it would be no blood or sometimes it was completely no blood at all but I couldn't see I could clearly feel down there that I had my period even though there was no blood showing when I was wiping on the pad or anything like that so I hope that kind of makes it easier for you to understand because clearly I just know for me I, it was really hard to explain to my mom and the doctor because like you would think oh well you're not really on your period but no it felt different there was like a difference I could feel it times my periods would be missing and it would it kind of got really scary for me because one obviously I was not pregnant obviously I was I had no experience and I was kind of like basically stuck in my house so like how could I do that and I had no friends so it was really concerning for me because if it wasn't pregnancy even though I knew it obviously wasn't then what could it be was there something wrong with me because that's my first case scenario is something's wrong with me because I'm have bad luck and that just happens to me and i was like oh no and so i talked to my doctor about it i didn't have an obg obgyn at this point i just i think i talked to my like primary care doctor or i just mostly went to my mom because she used to be a nurse and she's obviously a woman so she's gone through that and she was saying like it's fine but it was a little concerning just because there was no reason and i didn't really understand how and 
with the whole irregular periods. Clearly, something was like happening, and you would think, like after a few years of having a period, it would start to regulate. Regulate because that's what I've always heard is first, it's kind of like hard to navigate when your period's going to fall on a day, but as soon as your body starts to get more used to having a period or whatever. It starts to slow down or like, like not really slow down, but meaning like it starts to find the rhythm, I guess. But you know what I'm saying. So my body clearly did not do that. I mean, it still doesn't do this today as of right now. I still don't know when my period is going to fall. Sometimes it would fall like on a Friday, and then the next cycle it would fall on a Friday, and then the third cycle it would, but then immediately it wouldn't fall. It would just fall like the early next month, and then it just like messes my brain up because it's like I don't understand. So I just writing on the calendar and like put a star in my name on it so that I can track when was my last period because sometimes it just gets really confusing for me when when you have so much irregular irregularity of a period that you can't keep track of it and it's like did I have a period this month or did I not and so sometimes it's just like that and I wish it would get better because I went on birth control in order to get rid of my period and get rid of discharge also because the reason why I was wearing the pads like every single day of my life for like a like couple years is because of the discharge it was so annoying I would have so much again sorry I'm getting graphic going through taking birth control in order to get rid of my discharge and my period was kind of hard because I only took two birth controls so I didn't really have a lot of experience in taking them I originally wanted to try out the IUD or the implant or the depo shot d-e-p-o I believe is what it's called or like how you spell it I mean and I was thinking about doing that but apparently with the whole like depot shot is if you don't like it you have to wait three months for it to leave your body and with a pill it's very easy to like stop taking it and you know just like wait for it to leave or like I don't exactly know when it entirely leaves your body so the first pill that I took was a progesterone pill i think i'm saying that correctly but it was just like a full-on only progesterone birth control pill and it was to stop my period completely while i was on the pill and honestly i really really liked that because it didn't mess with the medicine i was on lexapro and i think lamectal i was like fairly like recently on it i think and this was in december of 2020 i yeah 2020 is when i was like on it like december towards the end into january is when I was on it and then February I was I think I was still on it at that time but I ended up going off of it because when I was on it for the first I think maybe three weeks of January or so maybe like maybe a month because exactly I don't know 
when the exact date in December I started taking it, but I know it was in December towards the end. So I was doing great on it. It got rid of my discharge. It felt so nice to not have to wear a pad. And let me tell you, it was kind of weird wearing, not wearing a pad because I've worn it every single day for so long. Like it just became like a part of my life. It was literally like an adult quote unquote diaper, even though there is an adult diaper, but you know what I mean. So then it came to the point part where supposedly my period would come and she said that there might be like a breakthrough bleeding or so I don't exactly remember all of what she said but I'm pretty sure she said that that's okay or like maybe I don't really know but I know for a fact for me I bled I think I only bled for like maybe a week or maybe like a couple of days um it was kind of as if I had my period. And then the next month, February came around, I think the beginning of February or the second part of the week of February is when I got my quote unquote period again. And where, this is where I bled. But this part is where like I bled consistently for probably maybe like a month and a half. So it was very, like, a lot. Like, it wasn't like, oh, your typical, like, normal blood or, like, a small amount of blood. It was a lot. I don't exactly know how much it was, but I know for a fact it was a lot. Like, I had blood through my pads, my underwear, my leggings, you know, even onto my bed. And it was like a nightmare because I had blood through so much of it many times where my mom got really tired of me doing that. Obviously, it wasn't my fault, but she just got really tired of me, like, bringing it up to have her treat it and clean it after bleeding it on it. I think for like maybe like three or four times or so. So I just took a towel and Luckily, I didn't, I think I bled a couple times on the towel, but luckily I didn't like bleed on my bed anymore, but it was really hard because for me, it wasn't like your typical normal period for me. I had, it was very different. I felt very tired, tired and lethargic and very out of energy as like I normally am because I'm say that I'm always tired and I am and I'm always lazy <laughs> and I have no energy but this was completely different like I know for a fact my body felt so different I felt different like physically I felt so different like I did not like the feeling I wasn't emotional like at all like there was no hormones doing anything to me at all it was just my body was bleeding so much that my mom got really really concerned over my glematoba or hemoglobin something you know something about like oxygen or like blood or whatever where you bleed too much and that was like a problem and I started looking like really really pale to her I didn't think I looked pale just because one I couldn't tell and two I just didn't think in general but clearly to her I was feeling pale and so we called the doctor and she said well to get off of it I think she said stop for three days and then get back on it and then see like a week or so later and I did that and I was still bleeding and that was a problem so we went back to the doctor and she prescribed me one that is a progesterone and an estrogen 
birth control pill. I forgot how you pronounce the name, but I think it has the letter B L I S S O V I or something like that. I just know it has like the word bliss in it. So that honestly wasn't like at all a problem for me. It didn't do anything crazy to my hormones that I could think of. Like I think I was like normal on it, you know. It just didn't do anything for me, like negatively, besides the fact that I did end up bleeding again. But this time, I don't think I bled like that heavily or like for that long. Maybe I like bled for like a week or two weeks or something, or maybe it was just one week. And then I decided to like stop taking it just because clearly it was happening again. Because I think at this time it was like a March or yeah, I think it was in March. I was on the second pill, and then eventually, towards the end of March, I wanted to go back to the doctor just to say like it was a checkup on how the second birth control was doing. So that's when I said I wanted to stop it. Or at that point, I was already off of the pill, but I told her that I wanted to get my tubes removed as the medical terminology is tubal ligation. And she told me back in the day, they used to like cut your floping tubes and then I guess put like a mesh netting or something like that over like where they cut it. So you don't like fully like stitch it up or something like that and sometimes it would not work and people still would get pregnant because of that so now um i don't know if like every doctor does this but i know for her she said she now takes her entire fallopian tubes out like that way you have no accidental pregnancy and why i decided to do that was for one well there's multiple reasons but one i realized i didn't want to have kids two i can't take care of them like I literally have no responsibility like I can't do that three it's really complicated four well I guess they all kind of like basically sound the same oh well but four is that it's a lot of energy and time and parenting is hard like and there's so many fears that I have with it like I don't want to fail my kid I don't want to give them my terrible medical problems I don't want them to experience what I experienced with having autism with having doctors not believe you with having so many problems with being really lonely and depressed like and then also your natural fear of being a parent is like what if you lose your kid one day what if they get kidnapped what if they get like injured what if they get in a car wreck what if they fall in the bad group you know start like a drug addiction or alcoholism or like anything involving like you don't want your kid to go down like the bad path and like lose them to that type of stuff and for me i just can't imagine having a kid and be so afraid especially like these days for school shootings like i would be like i'm not putting my kid in a public school whether it's public or private i would just like want to shelter that kid and like obviously you can't do that but that's my thinking is if i were to have a kid i would want to do that but in reality i wouldn't i just could not handle the anxiety and the fear of having my kid out there and being so afraid what's going to happen to them next i will say it's almost been a year like being not like as i'm recording this it's like 
February 28th of this year, 2023, 2 or 4 a.m. I don't know why I like to say the time, but, you know, I just do. I just personally do not regret it, like, one bit. And you may be thinking, why? She's so young and stuff like that. But, again, I just you know for a fact that I do not want to have kids. I cannot handle having kids. And I know it's not meant for me. And I know adopting or fostering is not meant for me because I would love to do that. But, again, I'm just not the motherly type of person. I know I cannot handle it. I would love to, but it's just not right for me, like, at all, and I would love to do it, but I just can't. So, I do not regret it, honestly, and I personally didn't want to have my future partner get a vasectomy, just because, for one, what if we break up, and what if they change their mind that they do want to have kids? Obviously, I'm not just going to, like, be with someone who does want kids, but you never know. There's some people that, like, start out with saying, I do not want to have kids, and then maybe randomly one day, or, like, a situation happens where they're babysitting someone that they know, like, their niece or their cousin or whatever, and they realize that hey, I do want to have kids, and it's, like, whether or not you're married, or, like, just living together as, like, just a couple, I don't want to have that happen to me, even though it, it might happen to me, I don't know, but for me, I just know that I will not, like, one day wake up in the morning, or, like, something happened to me, and say, like, hey, I want to have kids now, and say, like, hey, can we start having kids, you know, I don't want that happen, I don't want that to happen to me, and nor do I believe that I would do that, just because I'm so strongly about me not wanting to have kids, that I decided to do this for me, and also, I do not want any extra dental pregnancy, obviously, there's condoms, birth control, like, all that stuff, but, for the two times that I've tried birth control, even though it wasn't a lot of tries, but for me, I just know it wasn't good for me. And I really don't, I really didn't want to go through the trial process again, just because I don't want to like bleed for time and then feel like so exhausted and like try the perfect medication or like thing. And it's like, well, I don't want to go through the trials of everything again now for me i was very lucky because my doctor was a woman but also i really liked her she had really good experiences because i went to her when i was like younger when i was like almost 11 when i first got my period just to try to stop it because i was so young that didn't work out but she was really nice from when i was younger as much as I can remember but I really liked her but also I think she like worked with people that had autism I think that's what my mom said so she really liked this doctor because it was a really good fit for me personally with my autism. I ended up explaining to her all the reasons why I wanted to get this surgery procedure because as everything I've said here before and I was like I know the risk I know like I understand that it is not reversible I know for a fact like I thought about this like I know I will not regret this like I was very adamant and for her I think she really liked that because she's had people already do this and she said that they ended up regretting it and I understand but for me I can look back a year I can look back 
like ten years, twenty years, whatever, how many years? I know for a fact I can look back and think I made the best decision ever in my entire life that I will never, ever, ever, ever regret. Because for me, I am not going to risk my body in order to take some stupid damn pill. That yes, it has a really high percentage, but with my terrible bad luck, I would not be surprised if I ended up getting pregnant, even if I was on the pill or the IUD or the implant or whatever, and with condoms or even with a vasectomy. You know, still vasectomies are also a really good thing to have, but still, you I could also be that like percentage of people that ended up getting pregnant. Now I know that's like a bad way to look at things in life, but to be honest, I've always been a pessimistic person. But ever since I've gone through that 2014 surgery and this whole entire process of nine, almost nine years in August of this year, I've just became more of a pessimistic person. So the procedure wasn't that long. I actually <laughs> forgot. How long it was, but I know it wasn't like probably maybe it's like thirty minutes to an hour or so. I really don't know exactly, but I know for a fact it was not very hard for me. The recovery was fine. The only annoying part of it was is they told us they told me about this is you feel like really gassy and feel like you need a fart because you know you have all of this air inside your stomach, so that was really annoying, and you would feel bloated, but. After like like a couple of days, I was like, I was completely fine. I was normal, and you know all that stuff. I think she did say not to be in water for like a week or like maybe three days. It might have been just like three days instead of like a week. My mom did tell me that she was kind of a little concerned, not like concerned for me. I should say just more like worried that it wasn't a good. Thing to do just because you know it's very permanent, and she was thinking that I would want to change my mind and wanting to have kids. And honestly, I understand why she thought that, but thankfully, one, I was nine, no, eighteen years old, so I was legally able to do it because I was an adult. But also, I'm just really glad that my mom didn't, you know, like say, "No, you can't." Did this, even though I was eighteen years old, but still I can't drive myself. So you know, she still kind of like said no. I also wasn't really feeling good, not physically because of the surgery. I wasn't feeling good mentally and emotionally because I had just gone through a breakup, not a romantic one, a friendship. So that also like really. Played with me, and I was feeling great. To be honest, I was fine. I was just mentally and emotionally not feeling the best, and you know, still kind of hurts still to this day. But I'm better now. I will say honestly, ten out of ten would recommend getting the surgery if you know for a fact. That you do not want to have kids. Okay, well, maybe some people are do know officially they don't want to have kids, and they maybe do change their mind. But if you do not want to go through the process of 
doing birth control and relying on condoms or having someone else get a vasectomy, even though they, they are good, but still, if you're slightly worried that it will happen just because, you know, sure, there isn't a ton of people that can get pregnant with a vasectomy, but so there is a chance that happens and with getting your tubes removed there is no way you can get pregnant like at all like literally as long as the doctor tells you they are fully taking your fallopian tubes out and they're not just like cutting it and like stitching it up or cutting it and putting like a mesh netting over the cut i don't know if they still do that today but for me like i said my doctor specifically did not do that she literally took both of them out so like there is no way for me to get pregnant unless i were to do ibs i hope you guys like this episode and i'll see you guys in the next one bye guys